Hi everyone, welcome to the AdSet podcast, supporting you, supporting students. We'd like to acknowledge the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who are the traditional custodians of the lands on which this recording is taking place. This podcast is a third from our series of bite-sized sessions, 12 at 12, to help you recharge. This session, Create an Inner Ally, teaches you how to replace your inner critic with a wise and caring friend that's both kinder and much more effective. Make sure you check out our show notes for links to the session recording and presentation slides. Enjoy. So what do we say to ourselves when we fail in some way, when we make mistakes, when we don't measure up to our own expectations? And often, you know, we have pretty high expectations of ourselves. So when we fall short of those, when we feel that we're just not good enough in some way, so what do you say to yourself when those things um, occur? No. You idiot. Yeah, we can call ourselves idiot. We can say we're stupid. Um, you know, why aren't I confident enough? Why aren't I this? I should know better at my age. I often hear myself saying, at my age, I should know better. Um, why haven't I got it together? Um, why, you know, why aren't I enough in some ways? Um, so often when we face these kind of situations, we say mean and cruel things to ourselves that we actually wouldn't say to anybody else. We wouldn't say to our enemies, and especially not to anyone that we care about. And in fact, when I first came across this, um, this information, this material, I, it was a few years ago, I was also working from home then, so I just thought I'm going to test it out. So every time I heard myself say something inside, um, in my mind, I would say it out loud because I was working from home, so it didn't really matter. And, um, and then I would just go, I can't believe I just said that. Why would I say something like that? So um, I did. I was saying, it turns out I was saying lots of things like that. And I'm not a mean person, but gee, I was really mean to myself. So why are we so mean to ourselves? And actually, the research says that many of us believe that criticism and being harsh and being mean is the best or maybe the only way to motivate ourselves to better, to kind of, you know, pick ourselves up, to improve, to do what we need to get done, to reach our expectations. So we believe that we need to be tough on ourselves to get through the tough times and get things done. Because after all, if we don't motivate ourselves by telling us how stupid we are or with a stern word or two, then who will? And we can think that actually being um, kind to ourselves or letting ourselves off the hook um, is a bit self-indulgent. It could be weak. We might kind of sink into self-pity or it's just going to make us too soft and too lazy. So it doesn't work. Does self-criticism work? In fact, the evidence suggests no, it doesn't. And in fact, it can often have the opposite effect because what happens is we become afraid of our own self-criticisms. And that means that we avoid new challenges. We avoid taking on things. And that's because our mind and bodies actually react the same way as if someone else says those things to us. So you can think if someone else calls us an idiot or stupid or, you know, we should know better. At your age, you should know better. Why aren't you organised enough? Why aren't you more confident? Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? 
we kind of get that um, kind of onslaught of criticisms, we become defensive. So we put a lot of energy into defending ourselves or we kind of go into that fight, flight or fright mode of our kind of stress response. So instead of trying to kind of um, address the things, we're too busy kind of trying to um, run away or fight ourselves or defend ourselves from ourselves. So it can actually research suggests that harsh self-criticism, all it does is actually make us feel more insecure, make us feel anxious, make us feel a bit depressed and make us less likely to take on new um, challenges because we're just too afraid of the self-criticism that will come if we fail. It can actually also have a negative impact on our relationships and our interactions with others. And in fact, when we're really harsh on ourselves, we can tend to be harsh, harsher on others as well. So we think it's a good way of improving ourselves and coping with difficulties um, and becoming more resilient, um, but it's actually not, it's the reverse. But when we treat ourselves with, when we treat others with, we know that when we treat others with respect and caring, the best of them usually comes out. And much the same would happen if we treated ourselves with the same level of um, caring and kindness. Most of us are better friends to others than we are to ourselves. So what's the alternative? So the alternative is self-compassion and there's a whole lot of really great research on self-compassion, mainly comes from Kristen Neff. And again, you'll get a link at the end of this PowerPoint. So self-compassion um, reverses the pattern of treating ourselves like our own worst enemy. Instead, we learn to treat ourselves like a good friend would or a wise mentor would. So instead of judging ourselves harshly and being overcritical about our mistakes, our failings, our disappointments, our not good enough moments, we respond with kindness, encouragement, understanding, empathy, patience and gentleness. And it can stop that catastrophizing, nothing's going to work out well. It's just it's like, hey, just kind of just take a few breaths and just think about this. And maybe it's not as bad as what it was. All those things that good friends would tell us or a wise mentor would tell us. And um, there's lots and lots of evidence suggests that it's a great way to avoid burnout. It's a good way to cope with stress. And it's such a well-being and resilience booster. But self-compassion isn't about telling you telling yourself things that you don't even believe or just, you know, telling yourself lots of positive things, positive affirmations. You know, it's not about getting up in the morning and going, you're the greatest, when it's like, well, you're not really the greatest, are you? Who is the greatest? And I don't believe that. And so I just look at myself in the mirror and I could feel like saying, you liar. Um, or saying, you can get through anything. Well, you know, there's some things that I can't get through. Um, so again, we wouldn't want those kind of empty, disgenuine um, claims from our friends. So we don't want them from ourselves either. So self-compassion actually has three steps. So the first step is really noticing when we're mean to ourselves. It's noticing those messages and the things that we're saying to ourselves in a balanced way. We don't want to exaggerate them 
but we don't want to ignore them either. We don't want to push them under the carpet and go, oh, I'm not self, I'm not mean to myself, I don't say those things. Or if you do go, I'm going to ignore that one. It's not about ignoring it at all. Or neither is it going, oh, wow, no, I've kind of been really mean to ourselves now. I'm such an idiot. I'm such an idiot for saying I'm an idiot. It's just really noticing them, noticing them gently. And if you kind of practice mindfulness, it's noticing them in a mindful way without judgment, without exaggeration, just noticing. I'm noticing that I'm saying that to myself, I'm noticing that I'm calling myself an idiot. I'm noticing, noticing I'm telling myself you're stuffed up again. Jeez, can't you get anything right? I'm noticing those messages. And then the second step of self-compassion, and this is where self-compassion differs from a kind of, you know, that kind of just patting yourself on the back or telling yourself the greatest or that self-love. Self-compassion is actually the second step is about telling yourself or reminding yourself it's actually human. It's human to muck up. It's human to make mistakes. It's human to sometimes get things a bit wrong. It's human to not live up to our expectations. So, what this does is rather than you feel isolated because I'm the only one who does it and often our criticisms can make us feel that we're the only ones in this situation. I'm the only one who's kind of, you know, disorganised. I'm the only one who hasn't got confidence enough to do this. I look around at everyone else they have. It's reminding us that other people also feel this way. Um, and if you're going through a really tough time, you can start to, to use that this is other people going through this and it really connects you um, rather than isolates you. Um, so it's a great um, reminder. And then the third step of self-compassion is showing yourself that kind of caring and unconditional acceptance and saying to yourself what a close friend or a mentor would give you. And sometimes if you're, if you're going through a really tough time, it's maybe putting your hand on your heart because we know that touch is a really soothing thing. So putting your hand on your heart or if you're in a public place, putting, you know, sometimes I've just put one hand over my wrist or one hand in my elbow so I get that reassurance that really gentle reassurance and um, I don't want you to go away and being mean to yourself because you feel that you're not self-compassionate enough either so this is something to try and get and get better and there will always be moments to that we can always improve on these things but so instead of mercilessly judging yourself and criticising yourself for various inadequacies or shortcomings, self-compassion means you are kind and you're understanding when confronted with personal failings. After all, whoever said that you were supposed to be perfect? It's a lovely quote from Kristen Neff. And there's um, Kristen Neff's website there. She's got a whole website on self-compassion and a whole lot of things that you can try um, to practice more self-compassion. And it is a practice. The more you do it, the better you get. And if people who want to go delve in a bit deeper, Tara Brach has some beautiful um, meditations um, around rain. She calls it rain, the rain of self-compassion. Just wanted to thank you again for listening to our podcast. If you're loving our podcast, please subscribe to our channel so you can keep up to date with our latest episodes. We would also appreciate if you could leave us a review. If you're after more great content, you can head over to our socials and website www.adcet.edu.au. Our next bite-sized session will be on rethinking stress. 
given that it's not stress itself, but the way most of us think about stress that is harmful, do you need to rethink stress?